This episode of The Sleazy Podcast is brought to you in part by ShopNerdKO.com. That's ShopNerdKO.com. Your home for all things nerdy. Welcome to The Sleazy Podcast. The podcast about anything and everything, but mostly TV and movies. And now it's time to get sleazy. (laughs) Gotta love that laugh. Never gets old. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 139 of the Sleazy Podcast, the world-renowned Sleazy Podcast. I'm just going to say that. Recommended by 9 out of 10 moms. Just throw that little stat out there for you. We don't know what happened to that 10th one either. No, we don't. She was not a satisfied Sleazy customer. Yeah, do not blame us for the 10th one. Uh, But anyways, tonight... I'm Well, obviously, I'm your host, Sleazy. But tonight, I'm joined by Mr. PBS. Hello. The Pitbull Robzilla. Hello. You know why we call him the Pitbull now after talking to him a little bit before the yeah, show, don't you? Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a special guest tonight, Mr. Brandon Talley. And this is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, he was actually my camp counselor, and then we worked together at the same camp. I became a counselor. It was therapeutic recreations, and it was a mixture of, uh, you know, healthy kids, and then there was kids with disabilities, not the people with disabilities aren't healthy but you get the picture i'm painting obviously and uh we have known each other you know what since i was 11 yeah so yeah. it's long it's a long time and uh we recently just reconnected the past couple of years via through facebook i got to asking around i was like where is brandon at and somebody i think it was cam sent me your uh your profile i was like i gotta i gotta add him and talk to him i haven't seen this dude in forever but uh, Brandon's here. He's got he's got a very special message. And the first half of our show, we're gonna uh, talk to Brandon. He's gonna give a little speech here. Uh, he's here to raise kidney awareness, uh, obviously, and he's gonna tell us about his situation and how he got there. And then you know we'll interview him a little bit after that. So the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Um, I'll just start uh, with this, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, good evening. My name is Brandon Talley, and uh, I'm brought here tonight to share my battle with kidney disease. When I was a child, I had dreams and aspirations of living a life that many of you do right now. My goal was to play football, graduate from college, and land a job that I wanted and have a family of my own. I didn't fear the future, and I didn't fear death. After graduating from high school, I enrolled in Audubon University to play football. I've always been an athlete with the passion to stay fit and healthy. I was always living out my dream, but it quickly took a turn for the worse. One morning I was getting ready for practice and I wasn't feeling well, and I was tired and sick. I didn't feel like myself. I can't remember all the details. I can only remember waking up and realized that I missed about a week of my life. And that morning changed my life forever. I woke up in the hospital and it felt like a bad dream. I was scared and confused. I didn't know what happened to me. And then a nurse came to my room and she told me that I had been in a diabetic coma. A diabetic coma is what happens when your blood sugar is extremely low or extremely high. I was unconscious for about five days of my life. From that day on, I had to live much different than I had expected. No longer could I play football. I had to change my goals I had in life and manage 
to manage this chronic illness. I did okay for several years, but my passion has always been to help and mentor children. For over 20 years, I worked at a local recreation center downtown and eventually became a teacher for the Columbus City Schools. My life wasn't exactly what I wanted to be, but I was doing okay. I was making a difference in the lives of others. I had a purpose. And then my life took another turn. What I, don't know, what I didn't know at this time is that diabetes is the number one cause of kidney, kidney failure. Not only was my pancreas not working well enough, but my kidneys were shutting down. I began to feel weak, tired, and had a hard time concentrating. And then one day I ended up back in the hospital and I was told that I needed to start dialysis immediately. I had no idea what dialysis was. No one prepped me for this and I didn't know what I was about to experience. I didn't realize that the toxins in my blood were poisoning me to death. That's what your kidneys do. They remove the waste and blood untreated, you will eventually die. The doctors inserted a fistula into my body. An AV fistula is a blood vessel made wider and stronger to handle the needles and to allow the blood flow to return from the dialysis machines back into your body. The dialysis machines removes the blood that was that cleans your body and then it returns it back. No one prepared me what was to come next. When you start dialysis, your body goes through shock. Your blood pressure drops is a common side effect of hemodialysis. Low blood sugar, I mean low blood pressure is accompanied by shortness of breath and abdominal cramps, muscle cramp, nausea and vomiting. I had all those symptoms. I felt like the ultimate hawk tied down. As soon as the cramping went into effect, I became someone I didn't know. I tried to escape the pain that I was feeling by ripping the tubes and wires that were connected to my body. By doing so, the needles dug deeper into my skin, causing blood to gush all over the side of my arm. It looked like I was the lead actor in a movie, horror movie. Some so some carry action there. Mm. Yes. It was awful. No longer Sounds like it. No longer did I have the freedom I once had and I was dependent on the machine to keep me alive. Then these past couple of years everything that I had had been taken away from me. No longer could I teach or work. Diabetes and kidney failure affected my eyesight. I'm considered legally handicapped. I don't have the energy I once had and I felt I find myself depressed and in this deep hole not knowing how to get out. My family and children moved away. I don't even know what life is supposed to look like anymore. And why I wish I could sit here and tell you guys a warm, fuzzy story about how I'm doing, but I have to face the realization that every day I might not live. Death is certainly knocking on my door. There's no cure for kidney failure. The average wait time for a kidney transplant is five to 10 years. And I wouldn't just need a kidney or a pancreas, but I would need a donor and how can I afford the transplant? I mean, I don't have unlimited funds to pay for medication. And when you leave here, when you guys get off this podcast tonight, you guys will go back home. I'll go back to my truck where I live. So why am I here? Why am I saying this? I always wanted to help my community and others. And I don't know how my story is going to end, but I'm sharing my story tonight that it might just inspire one person to become an organ donor or another. You might be able to help, might not be able to help me personally, but you might be able to help somebody in my situation. Brandon Talley. <laughs> well done. Standing ovation, please.
It's a great speech. I actually listened to that at your uh, the video that somebody posted. Uh, what was it? A kidney dinner or something? Yeah, it was a kidney gala. It was gala for life um, by the Kidney Foundation. Um, it was a wonderful thing. My parents were there. Um, my parents are my number one support. They're, Good. They're, they're my fans. I, I, I couldn't do this without my mom and dad. I, I, I couldn't. I, I think a lot of people would say that. In yeah. life. Mm-hmm. But especially in your situation, you know. Yeah. And, uh, man, you know, you'd stop by the, the Columbus Toy and Game Show, and I was so shocked to see you. I, you were the last person I expected to see. Well, I have a presence about myself, Eric. You know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, Come know. walking down the aisle, looking at me. I, was, I shot right up. I was like, Brandon. And, uh, but anyways, so, you know, you worked at uh, Columbus Recreation and Parks, Therapeutic Recreation. Then you went to the front desk at Schiller. And that was a nightmare for everybody at the camp because we couldn't keep the kids away from you. You know, everybody loves Brandon. And there would be days where we had to have staff meetings to keep the kids away from Brandon because they would come down and just sit with him in the front desk. Mm-hmm. And it was a problem. You know, your boss was probably mad. And Well, you know what? It, it, it was. Here you go. It was, it was kind of different because. Um, you know, I did my time with therapeutic rep, and I, and, and I wanted to move on because I started working the indoor season. Right. The therapeutic was only in the summer. Yeah. So I just stayed on the whole year and worked, and um, just that one year turned to 25. <laughs> wow. And, like, I would see Eric, and, you know, we had jokes. I mean, when me and Eric, when Eric was a counselor, I mean, a, a camper, it did not feel like work. I mean, nah. he could tell right. you stories. I mean, legendary stories. But then when he became a uh, camp counselor, he got to see what maturity is like. And then he also got to see what making a difference in a child's life. Oh, yeah. And having those jokes, you know, um, we would have dudes that were literally asked everybody for a dollar to get something out of the vending machine. (laughs) Remember remember Frankie? (laughs) I actually saw Frankie in my buddy's uh, game shop. What? Out in Tuttle. He... He recognized me standing behind the counter, and he walks up and he goes, "Eric, blah 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 blah," and he shouted off my old address, my phone number, yeah, and my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, "Look, <laughs> I hadn't seen him in like twenty years." Yeah. So I mean, that's just, I mean that's what kind of you know impact you have on these kids. They remember you forever it seems like mm-hmm. or he's been using your information for some netflix or something <laughs> yeah he's yeah. been applying with credit cards and stuff <laughs> uh i see you changed your Where password your, come from i right. see you changed your password on your netflix we need to talk about that right yeah i'm like i wonder why i have to keep calling credit karma and challenging <laughs> stuff every month but no i mean that's you know you get the feel of it i mean it was a fun yeah. I, when i look back at some of the best times of my life i always go back to my summers at schiller with therapeutic rec I mean, we went swimming every morning. Then you would go back, you'd have lunch, and you'd either there'd be some activity lined up in the afternoon, and then after that you'd play basketball. I got to tell you, that was some endurance during those summers because you were tired at six o'clock. Mm. Yeah, and my uh, the summer going into my senior year, I did that and Kroger, and I've never been so tired before mm. in my life, dude. <laughs> It was it was so it was hard that summer, but it was it was fun. I still had fun, and some of the best people I know I met through therapeutic rec. And I I really believe Brandon kept me out of trouble as a teen. You know, I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. I, I I really feel like I would have had a different path had I had free time during the summer 
and walking around <laughs> the streets doing, uh, you know. <laughs> you street walker. Yeah, because you know when you have idle time, you you find stuff to get into, and you meet the wrong people. Idle time is the devil's playground. Exactly. That's what it is. And I really feel like Brandon was a big reason why I kept coming back. And then after you, it was Cam. And when I worked with Cam and Jessica and all them, I had so much fun. I mean, it was it was a relaxed atmosphere. But I want to say if we worked eight hours, seven and a half was laughing. Yeah. Seven and a half was laughing. Oh, yeah. The other... 30 minutes was filling out a timesheet. Yeah. <laughs> I say it had to be at least some kind of paperwork. And after but, that, it was I mean, all fun. You know, from going swimming to, you know, we would go out to um, Camp Mary Orton. Yeah. We We'd actually go to the zoo. Oh, yeah. The fair. We went to the, to fair, the fair a bunch of times. So, and so just imagine, um, you know, somebody throwing a corn dog across the <laughs> And you know who did it, yeah. but the person who did it is about to get in trouble by, you know, a Sasquatch. And right. you're like, uh. <laughs> you got to explain to them, you know, here's the deal. Please yeah. just go have fun. Yeah. And yeah. it was like that every minute. But we, we stayed the night on the Santa Maria like oh, yeah? four years in a row or something like that. We went. We stayed on the Santa Maria during a thunderstorm. Ooh, ooh. So they had to move everybody to the cabinet where the workers who cleaned up and kept their personal belongings to. Yeah. So like there was personal belongings in this cabin <laughs> with 30 people who have all kinds of um, different medical issues. Yeah. And it's a thunderstorm. Yeah. I mean, and there were like two kids that were afraid of lightning. Oh yeah. So we were, we didn't sleep. Right. You know, me and Eric laughed and, we had pillow fights and we did <laughs> things that we shouldn't be doing, like going outside. But it, it it was it didn't feel like work. Right. It didn't feel like work. Pillow fights. How uh, and then they took, intimate that sounds. I know. They, they took all the the people that worked their stuff, like with their stuff, to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, put that down, Frankie. You don't give need you that. an That's idea. Yeah, give we, you an idea of what we were dealing with. We right. had kids with autism, Down syndrome. They would. The spectrum in the wheelchair. I mean, there were, I mean, behavioral issues as far as like, yeah, yeah, throwing fits like every, like fighting you every day, you know. I mean, see you tomorrow, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there would be times where we tell kids to get out of the pool and it would be a fight for 45 minutes just to get them dressed, you know. And you think you'd have them dressed, and then all of a sudden they're running out naked, jumping into the pool, and you're like, What is going on here? My God. And finally, you get it all under control. You get back and you have lunch, and they're cool for a couple, you know, about an hour or two, and then it's right back to where it was. And then as soon as they can go home, they're cool as can be. (laughs) I have fun today. See you tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Thanks for tolerating me. I appreciate it. I actually wrote Mary Beth about a year or two ago. I emailed her and I said, Hey, you know, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I just wanted to thank you. You know, you, you kept me out of trouble all those years and you're very lenient with me, you know, at times. Cause you know, there was a couple summers I didn't start until like camp was like two weeks in or something like that, you know? Yeah. But you know, like I said, it was a learning experience and she was always grateful and very, you know, giving to me. And it was like, don't worry about it. Just come on, come to work when you can. And, you know, from there, it was just like once you were there, you were you were hers. You know, until the summer ended. But uh, your ass belongs. They to always, me. yeah, they always needed help. So it was like, yeah. oh, don't worry, you can come. You know, you can't make training. Don't worry, we'll let you come in a couple of weeks later. But uh, it, and 
I got an email back for her. She goes, oh, of course I remember you. You think you uh, want to volunteer at volleyball <laughs> in a couple of weeks? And I'm like, no. No, thank you. <laughs> I did my <laughs> time. You know, I volunteered my gear, and then I worked, like, four or five. I mean, it was insane. But uh, super good. But, um, you know, you grew up in the south side of Columbus, obviously. I say I'm from the south end. I don't know what you say. I say Parsons Ave. Okay, Parsons, Parsons Ave. Ave. Okay, but South End still. Uh, and you went to South High School, right? South High School. Graduated from there. Um, went to Otterbein, played football there. Um, and then in that period between college, I um, was doing therapeutic. Yeah. And then I ended up doing park and recreation. And then I got a job at the Columbus uh, City Schools as a peak teacher. Okay. At Seabird Elementary School. So a lot of the kids that um, I seen in school, I had at the rec center. So I was very blessed. I've only had two jobs my whole life. Yeah. Recreation and Park and Columbus City Schools. They have the same insurance, a lot of the same benefits. Yeah. And I stayed in that neighborhood and um, I tried to um, use my voice and use who I am to say, hey, I come from the same street that you guys come from. I come from the same block. You know, all the schools that I went to have been destroyed. Heil Elementary, Barrett, South had all been destroyed within 10 years mm. and built condos. Mm. So that goes to show you what they thought about my education. And here I am going to college and coming back to the same neighborhood and trying to give back. And, you know, kids like Eric, I'm at Schiller every day. Um, you know, you see kids and... You know, sometimes we would just, we wouldn't even work. We would just sit on the bench and just talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like what we're doing now. We just mm -hmm. sit there and Right have a there podcast, up front. Right up front and have a podcast. And, and anybody could join in and every anybody was welcome. And, you know, and, and, and no one looked this way. Nobody looked that way. Nobody got mad at some, something somebody said. And um, it's about sharing. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at, like I said, I look back and those are definitely some of the funnest times of my life. And I'm so grateful to it. I'm grateful for you, obviously, and uh, you know I, I I don't think I'd be I'd be in a, a different path if I hadn't met you. I think, and uh, so it's very special for me to have you on here. Um, Believe it or not, guys, I used to pick Eric up and do the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior bench press yeah. and yep. throw him into the deep end yeah. because he couldn't swim. Oh, and his I shorts, can swim. and his shorts yeah. would come down. Yeah. I can, I so can you, swim. So you had a little crackage uh, uh, showing. The shorts thing might have, might have happened, but I I can swim. And he I would assure you that, that. I, I could throw him that far in the pool. And he's like, dude. <laughs> Remember we we used to all get on the high dive and run and flip off of it, screaming and stuff. That was good. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. But I mean, we go swimming, and the kids would all just be. I mean, it would be like a crowd of kids around Brandon, and just one by one, you know, throwing them across the pool. And was he like Neo fighting all the Agent Smiths <laughs> on his back? Then when you wrestled, uh, you wrestled Jordy in the pool and put him down. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy wanted to be my nemesis. Oh, about, he uh, did, he thought he could take you, and you were like, he, no. He thought he was uh, he thought he was Megatron. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. He put it into him quick. Everybody saw it. It was it was one of them days where somebody got humbled. You know. <laughs> I'll get you tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, so you went to South. Uh, you played football at South, obviously, in uh, your speech there. I didn't realize you went to uh, college to play football, too. Mm -hmm. didn't, did you get hurt in college or something? No. Actually, what happened was I was getting ready to play, and my kidney shut down. 
and I was oh. paralyzed from the waist down. When your kidneys stop functioning abruptly, you lose your lower extremity. So I couldn't walk. So I literally was in my bed. I fell on the floor, and I was on the floor for four hours during the game because all my roommates played football. At the game. Right. Yeah. And so when they came back, they were like, dude, the, the, the coach, everybody's mad. You didn't come and play. We needed you. We lost because of you. woo woo I was like, you guys got to call the emergency. You got to call the emergency. It's like, do you not see me laying on the ground here? And then my parents were in Tampa Bay. So imagine being a parent getting this call saying that your son um, is going through this. And they thought that I had brain damage. Oh, my God. Because here I am, a college football player in Uh tip-top shape. And they can't finger anything. What's the matter? And I went into that coma. Um... I remember my dad coming in, holding my hand and praying, and I was going through a CAT scan, and I was in and out of consciousness. So when I woke up, the lady said, hey, you've been in a diabetic coma. You have diabetes. She said this was the last thing that she tried before um, they were going to do, like, you know, a brain scan Mm -hmm. because they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Right. So she did my blood sugar. My My sugar was like 600. Oh. And it had been 600 the whole time I had been unconscious. So Rob knows days. all about those, yeah. those sugar like numbers. Five fifty. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know how that is. Yeah. You cannot move. You can't talk. You can't think. And you think it's the end of the world. And that's what it was for me. So when I came to, I got myself together, and um, I slowly, slowly start working back out. Um, and then a friend of mine, he said, "Hey, man, um, you know, you work at the rec center and you're good with kids. You ever thought about going into the schools and?" You know, teaching and working, and I was like, I don't know. And one of the parents, um, their grandsons played basketball on my team, and she said, uh, the school that the boys go to, they need a peak teacher. I said, what is that? She said, you know, keep people out of the, trouble. The worst job in the school. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, well, I said, what is it? You know, what is that? So I had went and interviewed with uh, a lady I called my sister, Mrs. Uh, A.W., and she just like embraced me that that Sieber family embraced me um and it's been home it still is home um and i you know i had some good times there and they support me and looking for a kidney and all the things that i'm going through and i met some you know wonderful people there and um and i can't say enough about Sieber at all you know i wouldn't be half the man that i am now if it wasn't for Sieber. um a lot of who i am comes from my father I mean, I never see my dad cry. Um, my mom sometimes she gets, you know, she trips. Okay. Yeah. You know. It's a mom. Uh, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah moms do that. Moms do but, that. Yeah. But, yeah. but my dad shake it off, and he still got a joke. And 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 my family is very humorous. Like we laugh at everything. On on the way over here because I can't drive at night because of my eyes. Um, my cousins were driving me here and they were cracking jokes. I couldn't even hear what they were saying, but I wanted to laugh at what they were saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's just one of those things like you don't know who you have around you and it shouldn't take something for kidney disease or um, um, heart disease, anything like that to embrace your family. Your right. family are who you who loves you and you love them no matter what's going on. It's, it's sad because oftentimes people uh neglect that that's what it takes to until get- something happens you know i so. tell you what eric when you know i had a couple stints on tv i was on the news 
I was in the paper uh, just this summer about my situation. Yeah, I saw your clipping at the Schiller Park. Is that yeah. where that was? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so many kids over the last 20 years that I had contact with, with uh, either at Schiller or Siebert, they reach out to me and a lot of them cry because they remember Mr. Tally, you know, you know, lifting weights, Mr. Tally bringing an alligator into school. Hey, um, this, this dude runs the Schiller weight room right here. That's so, why I was told. <laughs> that's, this dude, you, if you go into the weight room, you're with him. <laughs> and, and these kids, you know, and, and it means so much to me. They, they, they say, Mr. Tally, if you need a kidney, I'll give it to you. I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll give it. And, um, that lets me know that I meant something to people. Like I wasn't doing this in vain. You know, I was doing right. God's work being uh, who I am and, 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 you know, showing people, you know, like, like I said, you know, I get phone calls. Um, so I won't say I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of, a lot of loved ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of loved ones. Eric is a loved one. Like I said, um, me, Eric and Cam, uh, I mean, we would, after work, we would talk for like an hour about whatever. Oh, it'd be, we would get off at four. Yeah. And it sometimes it would the sun I wouldn't get home till six, seven thirty. Yeah. I because mean, we're just we're off work talking like that's how much we enjoy. You know when the sun day. starts to like in that seven to nine o'clock range, yeah. it starts to get low and we're like, Well, I'm kinda <laughs> hungry. I need to go home. I don't have anything left over from lunch and I'm out of money, so I need to go home. <laughs> But man, some of the best times ever, dude. And you meet some of the, the best people ever. And like you said, when those kids come up to you, it really, you know, makes you feel like, oh man, I, I impacted somebody's life. But you know, I know this is uh, not our typical uh, content for the Sleazy Podcast. Normally, we're all movies, uh, TV, and crazy news, and sometimes we cover pop culture. But uh, you know. I felt it was, you know, you wanted to come on here. You asked me, personally asked me, and I couldn't say no. I mean. You can't. You know, and it's important for you to get your message out. And if if we can reach one person through this, mission accomplished. I, I, I appreciate it. And like I said, I wanted to, you know, get out and share. And even if just one person could be a donor, um, I, you know, it, it, it won't help me personally, but it'll help someone else out. Yeah. Uh, this, this weekend at Otterbein, uh, at eight o'clock on a Sunday, we're going to have a kidney walk, and everyone, anyone is invited. Um, if they can't make it, they can donate to the kidney fund. Um, and like I said, you know, hopefully this will bring awareness because these are conversations we need to talk about. You know, people are dealing with diabetes and heart disease, and they feel um, kind of embarrassed yeah. to talk about it. But you know, what I'm going through and who I am. I hope I'm a cool guy. I think I'm a cool guy. You are. And I can, and I'm not trying to say I'm trying to make kidney disease cool, <laughs> but <laughs> if you got to put a face on it, here we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, like we were talking about for the, the show as guys, you're taught to be tough. Yeah. Fuck, you know? Yeah. I'm trying, not to, I'm trying not to cuss here because we're on Brandon's time, but uh, you know, you're, you're taught, don't be a sissy, tough it up, you know, you're healthy. You're fine. You don't need to go to the doctor. Eric, I'll tell you this. The last two years with everything that's happened to me personally, I probably cried more than I probably should be allowed that God intended. And there were times where I would come from dialysis because I was embarrassed and, 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 and 
depressed, what I was going through, I live alone, but I would go in the bathroom and shut the door because I didn't want to hear myself cry. Oh, man. And I would cry and cry and cry. And then one day, I couldn't even cry anymore. Mm. You know, um, it just was like a, my reality. And I said, you know, I'm going to pick it up and take and I'm going to run with it. And if I stumble on the way, it is what it is. Whatever's out there is out there. And, um, you know, I, I try to bring a good sense of humor to dialysis. You know what I mean? Because it's a serious subject. And, you know, and if I can prevent people from going through what I'm going through, that's a message from God that, that that's what I'm here to do. Um, I actually wanted to go to that toy show and say, hey, you guys got all these toys. Who's a donor? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just anywhere you can plug and put it in there because um, there are some other people that need plasma, bone marrow. Right. And right. you got healthy people walking around here who think uh, because they got, you know, um, some bad news at work, it's the end of the world. You know, you got people that are dying. Yeah. Slow. You know? So, you know, like I said, I try to use you know, who I am and I try to use motivation to push this issue about um, heart and kidney disease. Yeah, a, a bad day at work is nothing compared to what, you know. Certain you can, you can sleep off a bad day. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it, the day is over. Move past it. Just keep going. But, uh, and you know, coming back to our uh, discussion earlier, and, you know, there's a quote by the, the Buddha, and the trouble is you always think you have time. Yeah, and you know, it, I'm sure you've come to the realization like I need to make the best of my time every single day, every minute, every hour, and yeah, you know I it's have, true. Um, I have two small children that are in Orlando, and man, look at you! How many kids you got now? I've got I've got three. My oldest son is 21 years old, and he's in um, the Navy. He's in Japan, so that's that's where he's at. And then my two younger children. They're in Orlando with their mother, but I feel that being on dialysis, having this kidney disease is robbing me from being a father. Yeah. I feel like I've been robbed from being a father. And, you know, I, I you know, you do your best and you get up and you grind and you grind. And not to use that cliche, I do it for my children, but that that's yeah. but it's that's what it's about for me. Right, right. And, You've um, got a reason to live, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I, it's like this happened so fast and it just slid so far. I mean, before I got sick, we were going to different weight rooms around the city and, and around Columbus. And we would say, hey, who's your strongest guy in the weight room? And, you know, guys, tough guys. Oh, I can do this <laughs> and that. So I would put 400 on the bench, 400 on the squat, and pull 400 on the deadlift, and I'll do it in a minute. So I'll give you $100 if you can do that. And... So from going from that, you know, to this, it's humbling. Yeah. I mean, it's humbling. I mean, it was, there's time, there were times when I first started dialysis, I couldn't even tie my shoe because I was out of breath. <laughs> it took me an hour just to take a shower because I didn't have the energy to do it. They say that dialysis is really tough. Yeah, very tough. And I mean, you're still, you told me at the toy show, you're still running Three miles a day, yes. work lifting weights three times a week. Yes, Whew. yes. And you like, are an inspiration, my friend. Yeah. I just want to tell you that you know, I try to always get a daily walk in, <laughs> and sometimes I, you know, 
like you said, you have a bad day at work. You don't want to fucking deal with it, you know? Excuse my language here. But uh, in the other day, I thought to myself, I, I wasn't going to walk. And I was like, man, Brandon's running three miles a day with kidney failure. I, I can't. I, I do it before dialysis. Yeah. I mean, emphasis that I do it before dialysis because when you get done with your treatment, you don't know how your treatment is going to go. Right. Sometimes you cramp. Sometimes your blood pressure drops and you pass out. Oh, man. And then they have to do what they have to do to get you back. And then sometimes your stomach can literally turn inside out because you have blood in your stomach that they're dialyzing out of your body and putting it in the machine. So being a diabetic, you have to eat. Yep. But you don't feel like eating because you don't have a stomach. Right. What do you do? Yeah. And like these are things that happen to you every day. And there are some people that are in dialysis that have no legs. So they can't, you're not blessed like I am to go to the refrigerator or drive to Kroger's. They have to wait till somebody brings it there while they're going through this. So, you know, I try to speak up and advocate for those people. So, you know, hopefully um, we can get some people out this weekend uh, to the kidney walk and um, help us celebrate, help us live. This is the closest thing to a, a, a dialysis holiday. And I'm upset with Columbus for not putting it on TV. Yeah, that's normally when there's any type of walk, they're all over it. And, yeah, I'm you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe next year, if we have this conversation, you guys have me back. It'll look totally different. Let's hope so. Thanks to the Sleazy Podcast. Hey, you know, I'm. I'll tell you, uh, tell anybody this. I'm not really a religious person, but uh, you are in my thoughts and prayers daily, daily, it. nightly. So, but yeah, thank you for coming on. I mean, I don't know how long you want to stay. We only have three topics left, but you're more than welcome to to stay for those three topics until we get through and kind of chime in on what you think. But I don't know if that's, what I mean, you... I, I mean, I can, you know, okay. You know, I know you, you, you just went through dialysis and you feel yeah, a little rough. So yeah, yeah. But like I said, this is a pleasure and this is a once in a lifetime type deal. So, you know, I'll probably regret it if I go home. Yeah. But that's why I do what I do to, to hang in there and stick yeah. in there. Cause you never know where your blessings are going to come from. Yeah, you and know? plus you're with us, and you know we're we're hey. chill people. Yeah, you know, it's man? very we're very, relaxed. very chill in here. You know, very we got chill. the essential oils going yeah. on we in got here. Got the fan yes, going. Yes. We're all right. We're good. I didn't know if you could smell that when you walked in. Yes, you know? I did. Yes, I appreciate it. <laughs> Just relax. It See, gets since in that I've mood. had COVID, I, I can't smell certain things. I'm noticing it a couple months later. I had COVID uh, the last week of June and the first week of July. Mm. Yeah, like. Just got over it just in time. Just in time, yeah. But I was only rough one day, and then I had, like, the sniffles a couple days. I was fine. I remember you saying that, like, that one day was really bad after that you were fine. Yeah, but now I'm starting to notice certain things don't taste like they used to, and um, I can't smell certain things. But, I mean, it is what it is, you know. (laughs) But uh, I I guess, uh, you know, I'm thankful I I got the vaccine, and I'm not on a – ventilator you know yes yes my uh my sister was a uh, before she started traveling she was a nurse at ohio state and she was only one of two nurses there that could run the ecmo machine where they take your blood out and they put oxygen in the blood and then shoot it back in mm-hmm. she saw so many people die and you know mostly older people and like severely obese people um but still you know you're seeing all this death you know so it is you know you gotta be thankful that you got the shot and you're healthy enough to survive it you know a lot of people did die or they're they're jacked up from covid so yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, like we said, man, it's important to take care of yourself. And oftentimes, being guys, we don't go to the, the doctor until it's we're, what, late. in our 30s or it's yeah, too late, you know? Or it's too late in your 30s. Until something comes up. And for most guys, it's normally when you know what doesn't work. Right. <laughs> they go to the doctor to figure it out. But uh, Missing both arms. So, hey, something's not working. Gotta, right. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, if you're listening, get to the doctor. And I remember I have another older friend who went to South, but I think he was a little bit before you, Muzz, that I run Nerdco with. Okay. Um, I think he graduated in like '93, so okay. I don't know when you when were yeah, you I there? Even, yeah, I don't even think I was there yet. I I think our our castmate Hot Sauce knows you. Okay. Uh, he played football at South. Okay. But I think he was, shoot, I can't remember when he graduated. But I think you guys might have interlapped at some time. Okay. He might have graduated before you. Because he is older. Around now, the so. same. Yeah. Well, how old are you, Brandon? 43. What's hot sauce? 46? Yeah. 46. Like yeah. So I think you guys might have played with each other, you know, on the football team. There was a – there were one year we went to the city. We were 8-2. and two, And that was like the last great, great South team. Yeah. Because we had ran through the city – and that was my sophomore year. So that was like 90, maybe 94, 95. And, you know, we had a lot of good players, um, you know, go different places and things like that. But after that, I mean, nobody wanted to play. And then, you know, with the busing that took place in 96, that's when you can do open enrollment. Right. Which killed neighborhood schools like South. Killed them. And... That's what happened with South when you had more children in an elementary school than in the high school. So South got a bad name, close it down, shut it down. But like I stayed, I stayed at the school. I didn't. I had an opportunity to go to Marion Franklin where right. everybody was going and everybody was playing football. But if you look at the city um, where kids have their address. A lot of those Brookhaven teams that won, a lot of those Marion Franklin teams, those kids should have been going to South. But because you had open enrollment, it dispersed all the talent everywhere. Everyone knows that all the best talent in Columbus comes from the South End. We have more playgrounds than any side of town. And it might not look like it, but you have Carnes Park, Livingston Park, Schiller. That's just two streets, two blocks. So you got kids playing basketball, football, just actually playing and being athletic on the south end, whereas commercial areas like the north side and then you have the high poverty area of the west side, there's no kids out there playing. Yeah. But kids still play in the south end. Um, was it Reeb? Was real, real, Southwood. Southwood. Yeah. Uh, there's Moeller Park, too. Yes. It's a small park, but yes. you always see kids playing. Yes. So, you know, when you talk about football and athletes um, – a lot of those kids come from the South End. They just use different addresses because the education, quote unquote, is better somewhere else. It's weird. When I enrolled in high school, I was closer to South. Yeah. But my home school was Marion Franklin. Yeah. So I rode the bus to Marion Franklin. It was like a zip code thing. And like I said, yeah. they, they zoned it off, but they, you know, they do what they do. But, you know, now you're getting this influx with South um, becoming a science, like a science academy. You having kids go there and and, and and doing really well there, um, and like I said, I'm an alumni of South High School. You know, I tell everybody that 
you know, I went to South High School and look at me now. If you think that um, you can't do it, look what I did. And you know what kills me? I remember my mom got remarried when I was 14, getting ready to go into high school. Literally that summer, mm -hmm. going in, getting ready to go to Marion. Mm -hmm. And one of her co-workers' husband shows up. He's drunk as hell. I remembered him as a kid. He was always nice to me. At that reception to my mom's wedding, he goes, where are you going to high school at? I said, well, I'm going to Marion Franklin. That's where I want to go. I want to, I want to stay with my dad, and I want to go to Marion and still be with my friends. And No, nah, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? He's like, you won't, you won't be anything if you go to Marion Franklin. You won't be anything. I'll tell you what, when I hire, I look at what school kids go to if I see City League on it, I'm I'm not I'm not hiring them. I don't even want to deal with them. Mm. And I'm just it hurt, man. As a kid, you hear that, and somebody's yeah. calling you a piece of shit, pretty much, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, dude, what what is your problem, dude? You can't tell that to a kid, you know. <laughs> even yeah. though I was a teenager, but it hurt a lot, man. And I, you know, I wouldn't say like from this day I've tried to prove him wrong, but. I think I've done pretty well considering I went to city school and all the trash you hear people talk about, you know, city schools. Yeah. And listen, we can make fun of it because we went to, you know what I we, mean? It's we, one of those things we, like we've endured it. We've endured what happens in the school. But you know what? There wasn't bad teachers in the schools. No, there's, they, were, they were humans just like us. There's mm -hmm. bad kids that don't have any direction at home that ruin everybody else's opportunities or it makes it a little bit harder to learn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the it's, teachers can't teach. Some of the best people I had, uh, you know, were teachers at, at Marion, you know, yeah. that were very insightful and uh, had all these philosophies about life. And, you know, I mean, they really helped shape you as a person, you know. And funny. Yeah, we've yeah. had some funny teachers. And, too. and I've had some teachers that were out there, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that were pretty, that were a little bit too cool. Mm. <laughs> we'll just say that. Yeah. But uh, like they wouldn't be teachers nowadays. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would. That have been revoked fairly quickly. But yeah, I mean, I don't buy that. You know, I always try to tell everybody it's not where you come from; it's your attitude and what you're willing to put into yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not. And you know, listen, people can work as hard as they want and not go anywhere. I mean, we see that all the time. But it's about what you put into yourself, right? And where you want to go and and sticking to that plan and yada 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 and i'm not here telling you i'm a success or anything but i think i did a little bit better than what that guy was going to tell me I, I did you know right right uh you know i moved up pretty far you know as far in the company i had and i'm pretty sure i've worked longer than that dude owned a company mm. so we'll just let that burn on him for a little bit you know he can i got two words for him he can suck it how's that <laughs> Little wrestling quote for you there. My God. But uh, moving along, we'll go ahead and kick off our regular part of the show. Uh, so we had some homework this week. I don't know what all you guys caught up with, but we've been off for, what, three weeks now? Yes. Rob and I, we, we took last week off so we could go to the 311 concert, which was very fun. Oh, yeah. Very fun. We had a couple of brews. And, yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> the, Just a yeah, couple. We had a few big boys. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. We're up there, and when it's indoors, we get to the spot right next to the bar. Mm -hmm. We don't really care about seeing it. We're just here to hear the music. And <laughs> all these people kept coming up and talking to us because 
we had a, he had a sleazy podcast shirt on. I had one on that just said sleazy in the um, Hulk Hogan mania font. And these people, they thought we were rock stars, dude. They kept coming up, talking to us. How many people offered to buy us beer that night? Probably about three or four people. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... You guys want a beer? I'm like, uh, uh Two sure. of which were really hot blondes that were married there. And they're right there with their husbands. <laughs> yeah. She's like, don't mind my husband. He's 45 and he's on mushrooms right now. And that's facts. Because and they're I sitting saw- there talking to us, flirting yeah. with us right in front of their yeah. husbands. And I'm just like... And they're really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Must be a really good beer. <laughs> yeah, but she was like, she's like, well, you, your beer, I know you're out of beer. You want me to get you a beer? I was like, well, if you're offering, I'll take a Bud Light. Because I really didn't feel like walking back up to the uh, yeah, even, the bar yeah, at that point. It was like 20 feet. <laughs> well, like, we were kind of enclosed there yeah, at, the at the time. Yeah, Well, you have to go around to use the card. You can't go to the side. Yeah, uh, Kemba Live is all cashless now. Yeah. Oh. So... You know, you had to pay your card, tip on the screen, or you could screenshot it and pay with uh, Cash App with the barcode. And, and that guy was doing mushrooms because I see him. Yeah, he was. He, he did out. pull open the bag. <laughs> he was. He was flipping out there towards the end. You know. Yeah. I can't imagine that with all the lights going around and shit. But <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was out there, man. But uh, we had an awesome time. Three Eleven is like it's Christmas for me when they come here. I got to mm-hmm. go see them every time, and uh, we met some cool people. We'll just say that I don't even. I didn't. I never, I couldn't hear their names or anything. Nope. But I know we ended up going into uh, Roosters afterwards. <laughs> we go into Roosters at what? We get there eleven fifteen. It's early. Yeah, yeah, it's early. And they're about to close. And we walk in. They're like, well, you here to pick up? I'm like, no, I'm here to dine in. <laughs> we hadn't ate dinner yet, and we just had like six beers, you know, six of those giant beers. We're yeah. buzzing at the top of our heads. And... Uh, they're like, we close in 10 minutes, so go ahead and sit down and we'll get your order right in. No and problem. We're like, okay. And, you know, we walk in and they, somebody's like, sleazy! <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I look over what and it's my dad's it? uh, German village. Okay, okay. So uh, right there on Thurman. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we go in there and uh, my dad's friends were there, Kevin and uh, Gary. <laughs> and you know Gary, I believe. Gary, uh, Gary Montgomery. Probably. Yeah, you would know. He knew you. Okay. Because we were talking about it, and he was asking me about the show, and I was like, we're going next week, and I'm going to have Brandon Talley on. But anyways, we every time we go to Roosters after a concert, we see these guys It, happen, it happens every time. <laughs> every time. But we had a blast bullshitting with them for a little bit, but it was awesome. So it was a well-needed little vacation we had there for yeah. Labor Day weekend. Uh, but anyways, so we got homework. We've had homework for a couple weeks. Um, the new Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Uh, I watched the first episode. How many did you watch? Uh, there's three out now. I watched the. F- they dropped the first two on the first week. Fr- the first kind of gets you hooked, so yeah. you come back every week. So I've seen two. I haven't. I haven't watched the newest one yet. What day does the episodes come out? For sure, it's Friday. Friday. Friday? Okay. Yeah. Amazon not Prime sure exactly Friday. what. So it's time not competing Friday. with She-Hulk or uh, Game of Thrones on Sunday. No. You know they picked a good day to. Put it out just like the boys. They released the boys on Friday, didn't they? Right. Yeah, always on Fridays. All right. So it's good to release stuff going into the weekend. Three episodes. You watched two. Uh, I watched. Two, yeah, I watched. No, I've watched two of the um, House of the uh, um, House Game of Thrones, and I watched the four. It is House episode. of the Dragon. Uh, House yeah, House of, of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Sorry. Yeah. And then I watched um, one the first episode of uh, Lord. But of I'm Rings. asking you about Lord of Rings right yes. now. Yes. First first episode of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Rob gets yes, carried away. Like, I do. He just goes off on his own road. And I'm just like, no, let's go back here. Bring it back in. So what did you guys think? 
I'm into it. I You're like into it. it? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you sent that tweet earlier in the week where people are com- they're already bitching about it. And what was the one complaint about the the scene with the sword? <laughs> well, there's there's a scene where um, the elves are out and they're looking for uh, I don't know if they're looking for Morgoth or Sauron yet. Sauron, but like they haven't been it hasn't been seen in a while, so they're like out hunting him. Yeah, and they're like out in the misty right. mountains or whatever, and they they see like his little his little uh, symbol. Yeah, and then while while some of the elves are off doing that, the other ones. Uh, find like a snow troll or cave troll or whatever. Snow, snow troll. And of course, you know, they're going to do like their elf, you know, matrixy kind of acrobatics and stuff. So they're fighting the troll. And then, of course, Galadriel's got to come in to really kick its ass. And like one of the elves like puts his sword down and Galadriel kind of like ramps up it. And, you know, literally like runs and then like ramp. the sword's like diagonal like this, you know, like a ramp. Literally like runs and jumps off the sword and like flips over and, <laughs> and cuts just the, starts cuts just starts tearing this troll up, dude. And there so was the elf is that small. Well, they're no, tall. But no, they're, they're, I mean, like, they're, they're, they're tall and beautiful. Run basically, up a, run yeah. up a, a sword and then pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well, it, they, they, she had their own sword. Yeah, uh-huh. and these are like kind of like longer, like broad swords almost right. that they're carrying. Right. Yeah, yeah. but you know they're High elves. They're magical. Swords. They're light. Yeah, doing their acrobatic things. But pointy ears. Somebody on Twitter had that was one of their problems. Like, uh. I can't believe that a sword would bend if you're going to wrap up a sword to fight in a snow troll. He sends this tweet earlier in the week, and he's like, these people complaining about this. He's like, have some legitimate criticism. <laughs> so I finally get time to fire this up, and I get to that seat, and I just start dying laughing because of that dude complaining about it. Oh, my God, man. There's, there's been a lot of complaints about people on the show or from the show because, like, elves and stuff, some of them are being played by uh, black actors and other actors of color. And it's they're mainly been played by white actors in the past. Yeah, so it's really irking a lot of people for some reason. So a it's lot of Middle a lot of, Earth. Yeah, so somebody said that too. He's like, it's a fucking fantasy. You can do anything you want. Yeah. I'm like, That's so a true. lot of people are kind of getting on it about that, and they're looking for other reasons to nitpick things about, it, which is fine. You know, if you don't like a show, you don't like a show. Yeah, but they'll be like, they'll be like, I I saw one. I called it like the kitchen sink tweet. Like I hated the cinematography, the CGI, the directing, <laughs> the acting, the the best boy grip. And black people being elves. You're like, wait a minute, wait a wait minute. minute, wait a minute. Sounds here. like you went through a lot of stuff just to get to that one at the end. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you're just racist. Yeah. I don't like to just throw that out at people, but it seems like you're, they're like, uh, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings is Tolkien's medieval Europe uh, mythology. Right. Here. Like, so the snow troll was okay. Even, even Elon. Of color are, you got a prop. Even Elon <laughs> Musk was complaining line. about it. <laughs> Elon Musk went on Twitter and was complaining about it. He was like, what's his face? is turning in his grave right now. The token's turning in his grave. Right. Elon, worry about getting us to fucking Mars. Who I'm sure if he was opinions? alive, he wouldn't be turning in his grave. He'd be in the Bahamas or some other <laughs> exotic country, you know, spending all the money that Amazon <laughs> just bought. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. Just pay me. <laughs> How much did Amazon dump into this show? Oh, It was I like a record, wasn't it? They To buy the rights and everything, it was like billions, maybe one or two billion dollars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you wonder why your Amazon Prime is is going <laughs> up. going up, yeah. I need the Amazon show. Yeah, right? Yeah. You do. Throw some money Amazon, my way. Yeah. Yeah. Find, finding a kidney. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's make this everywhere. happen. Yeah. <laughs> I go everywhere. I go to some places that you wouldn't even think, like laundromats. You should just put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too. You could do it, dude. Make a YouTube show. You yeah. could. Man, you could do a weekly podcast off your phone. Serious. It's that easy, dude. Now, that's a thought. You just get one of those little plug-in mics and just go on Anchor and it'll record. I'll probably get into a lot of fights, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, keep that the, too. Keep your uh, uh, fist away. There you go. There you go. I noticed that you kept cutting out. I kept trying to give you the signal, uh, but uh, I think we're still good. We got you though. Okay. Because you're coming through good on the headphones. Yeah, so yeah. if not, I'll boost it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've I've I was really into the at least the first two episodes I've seen already. Part one is like the first half or quarter is like a, sort of like a recap to get you into everything. I watched the first episode last night. I Man, I've been having trouble like just keeping up with everything you know like there's so much stuff to watch yeah that's what we were talking about so much little time to watch it all you know like everything is like this is tv season now so everything's starting to premiere again and then i'm trying to catch up on westworld from two years ago (laughs) whoa (laughs) i mean i am so behind on i've neglected other things because i i like every once in a while i'll go on this like huge binge of watching movies just trying to find that gym you know, I'll go through Tubi or other things, just trying to find small movies that are good right. that you might have not known about or whatever. But uh, so I finally get time. I I, I got time to watch uh, the first episode, and you know I laughed my ass off at that sword part. <laughs> but I had a hard time like uh, staying into it. You mm-hmm. know, like the action is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That person that complained about the cinematography, full. <laughs> That, that, that's insane. You can tell they put the money on yeah. the screen. Like, this yeah. looks great. This looks like a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like a come to life painting. Yeah. Basically. When you're watching it, I mean, I had the subwoofer going down here last night. I had it up and it was rumbling. Uh, it made me feel like I was watching, like, the Lord of the Rings. I movies. wasn't yeah. as interested in it as I was the Lord of the Rings movies, but I'm hoping, you know, maybe the next episode it'll pick up because there's a lot of, like, dialogue after mm-hmm. that yeah. first what 10 minutes of action that they have 15 20 minutes yeah there's a lot of dial and then it's kind of going back and forth and you're like what what what's going on here Mm -hmm. and then it kind of ends and you're like what just happened you know so and you know i'm one of those people i always have subtitles on so i'm forced to read and stay engaged in the you know the dialogue but yeah i mean i don't know if i like it as much as i like the house of the dragons but like I said, I don't. You know, you don't have to like everything. That they're two else totally likes, different. Yeah, yeah. Two to, like House of Dragons is more political and well, you know, I mean, you know, more adult. Lord know? of the Rings universe is very sort of you know black and white, good and right. evil, kind yeah, of fantasy. Yeah. Whereas you know something like a House of the Dragons is very you know sometimes this person's a good guy, sometimes that person's a good guy. Sometimes yeah, you never know. You never know what's happening in Game of Thrones. Like and like you said, it's very political and very driven in that sense. And there's a lot of nudity in it. It always keeps you well, very engaged. <laughs> Just look at Mr. Well, Town. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sex. Oh. There, there really is. Game of Thrones always has something going yeah. on. It's insane. So if you're one of the faint heart, it's probably not for you. There, and I think that. But I think a lot of people are obsessed with it just because of the yeah. <laughs> the nude scenes and all that. But it is what it is. It, well, it's. Extreme. Whatever's your flavor, right? right. Well, on top of it, it being very. It's a very brutal show when it comes to the to the fighting, too. Yeah. It's very graphic. Oh yeah, um, so you're gonna keep. You're obviously gonna keep watching. Oh yeah, I'm gonna too. keep watching both. Yeah, yeah. We were at dinner and Rob was like, "I really love Lord of the Rings." Man, it's good. Well, I've always loved the movies. I just I love the cinematography. I always like that lore of it. But still, you can't go wrong with you know. We should Game do that. Thrones. We should find mean tweets for Lord of the Rings and just read Love's it off. Do that in the next show. Just, but, I just want to hear people say the nastiest things about. There it. was a uh, <laughs> uh, author uh, Neil Gaiman who does a uh, Sandman and that kind of stuff. Right, right. 
he put out a couple of tweets defending it, and some people are like, "You're ruining Lord of the Rings. I hope you never." <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, okay, I I promise you, I'll never direct Lord of the Rings ever again. And they just don't. It's like he has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. He's just saying how much he likes it. Well, Mister Tally is exiting. His ride is here. Uh, you know your way out, sir. Yes, I do. All right, All right. Man. thank you, thank you. I got some wristbands for you, buddy. So very, very, very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yes. Hear your story Thank you for coming out, man. Yeah. No yes. Thanks. So, all right, back to the show. Uh, great having him on, obviously. Oh, yeah. very, very, very longtime friend. I really. Very sad, but inspiring kind yes, of story. Yes. I know. I got a little teary. I'm like, well, man, it's a good thing. Hey, the yeah. next time you feel like you can't get up and do a walk or something, that dude's running three miles a day and lifting three times a week with kidney failure. You can fucking get up and walk. We have our own personal <laughs> David Goggins, basically. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, the PC version of uh, yeah. <laughs> David Goggins. Yes. It's like Adam Sandler in the, what was, what's the little puppy story from Billy Madison? You yeah. get off your ass and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep the beginning of the show as clean as possible, but he was like, uh, you know, because he, the kidney uh, um, foundation that he's in, uh, associated with or whatever that's helping mm-hmm. him with some stuff uh they don't like right foul language so i'm going to cut that first half of the show and give him the mp3 of that yeah so let he, him pass that around so he can do whatever he wants to do with it but uh you know i figured we i'd have him on you know just in case if it gets to one person you know so be it you know like uh, if, we, he, if he can job use done it and whatever that's mm-hmm. yeah but you know, I got to do my part to help a, a friend out. Whatever I can do. And, no, I, I, I certainly do hope he looks into maybe doing some stuff on his phone. Yeah, how getting a TikTok or something. I, yeah. And, yeah, and if Brandon's not here, obviously, but if you're re-listening to the show, if you need any help starting it up, I can teach you. I can help you do it, and uh, I'll be more than happy to. But uh, great to get, guy, man. Great you need guy. To get, we didn't we didn't mention your shirt. Yeah, I, I'll post all the info. But you need to get uh, you need to get Jason Collins a couple of them. Yeah, because he goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he is like a walking. He like, texted me this morning. He was like, "Can you help me book a flight?" And uh, I was, I didn't answer right away. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, "Never mind, I got to figure it out. I'm going to DC in uh, October." I'm like, "Oh shit, damn, he's going all over the place." Good hope for him got, though. Hope he's got his new license and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is right. TSA's gonna be taking his ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brandon's super cool, dude. I'm yeah. glad he stayed for uh, a segment. Yeah, too, I'm glad so he got he, in there. Like, I like, I liked where he's talking about. You know, it's good to have people you can kind of BS right. with. And yeah, have some laughs. We used to. We would get off work literally, like we said, at four, and it'd be seven by the. We'd just be sitting on the bench talking, talking about family and life and shit. And we were, you know, obviously he was a young adult and I was a teenager at the time. But it's always nice having the older friends that yeah. have been through your, stuff. Was your Mr. Miyagi? Yes, he was my Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> but uh, that was that. That's, that's the. Like, uh, this is something uh, I was reading about this after watching that Nick Cage movie when he when he did that sign. Oh, okay, it means respect or something like that. Okay. It means you're nonviolent or something. But um, I'm so happy he came on, man. Yeah, so happy. And I had no idea i didn't think he'd want to do it because uh you know covid or whatever not wanting to be around people but he came up to me at the toy show he's like hey man i want to come on the show i go right let's do it dude he goes when is the next time you're recording i said we're off this friday for the holiday and of course concert 
But uh, yeah, he was like, "Well, whenever the next show is, I want to come." I said, "Deal, dude." No, because you put it, uh, you uh, you put something about him in the group chat like a while ago. Yeah, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when you f- first kind of started reconnecting or looking yeah. out for him and and seeing his his kidney troubles. Yeah, I w- I was shocked, dude. The healthiest dude I've ever known in my life, other than my father. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all every day, always in the weight room. I mean, like you said, he he looked like James Harrison back in the day. I mean, he was that big. I mean, he's still a, a decent size, but you can tell he's lost a, yeah. his muscle mass, you know, yeah. a little bit of muscle mass. But, he, I mean, people can't even move after, you know, uh, going through what he's going through, and he's still doing all that. I mean, mm-hmm. God bless him, dude. Makes me think of, you know, I think we've talked about it before, our, one of our favorite lines from Star Trek where McCoy's in the hospital and he just gives the woman a pill that regrows her kidney. Like, I'm going through, I'm going to have a kidney replaced or die. like, these butchers. It was like, <laughs> what is this, the Middle Ages? <laughs> or the Medieval Ages? Right. Yeah, that's what he says. The, is, what is this, the Medieval Ages? Or the yeah. Dark Ages? Something <laughs> the, like that. I think it was the Dark Ages. The dark Ages? <laughs> yeah. That's like the best Star Trek scene ever. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. So I, you, always, you always kind of hope for those kind of medical advances. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's so shitty because we're at a era where we're almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they can grow organs, you know, and they've got this serum that they can wash your cells in mm-hmm. to get your body to accept it as if it's your own. But all that stuff's in development right now, and yeah. even when it becomes available, it's a question: of, Do you got the money? Yeah. The insurance know, and the money. That's and the shitty else. thing. That's and we pay for all that fucking uh, research. Funding. Funding NIH, National Institute of Health. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's sad how much we get screwed. But uh, back to the show. Uh, so you guys all like Lord of the Rings. I'm a little iffy on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to it. I'm gonna watch it all the way. It through. is one of the one of the criticisms I have seen. It, it is kind of slow. Yeah, not. I wouldn't say it's not like it doesn't drag anything, but it's just kind of like there's two episodes now, three, and there's only eight episodes had, in the season. Had I not had my CPAP machine this past Thursday, gotten on that, probably I probably would have fallen asleep through it. Well, and <laughs> plus, luckily, I'm re-energized. I'm back, baby. And plus, I think with this because it is a series, so they're kind of like dragging it out and going more in depth of the story now with the movies. They kind of bring the yeah. action and bring the story. Well, it's, so. it's tough for them because when they initially bought it. Everybody thought, oh, they're getting the rights to like the Silmarillion, so they'll have like all this lore and whatever. But really, they only got the rights to the Lord of the Rings and like the appendices in Lord of the Rings, mm. which there's some like timelines and chronologies. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff for them to fill in and work work with, but they can't necessarily get super specific on some things because they don't have the rights for it. So they do have some kind of tricky work to do to tell the stories they want to tell. All right, but I definitely uh so. I liked it. It's funny, you know, Amazon paid billions of dollars for it, but their CEO just said they can't pay. He thinks it's outrageous to pay uh, regular workers $25 right. an hour. <laughs> that yeah. shows you where they're... they're uh, not, not Bezos, the new CEO, right? Yeah, the Bezos new CEO, the not CEO Bezos. Anymore. <laughs> I don't think Bezos would have said that because he would have taken a huge hit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he ever was like very public really no yeah. obviously he, he did his he, rocket he made, ship and all that but when they started taking heat for their low wages and stuff he was like we can't do that we've got to be ahead of the game right. you know he was like amazon will pay good wages and and you know that's when they went to what 15 dollars an hour which isn't shit now yeah it was it was kind of okay back when they first because they were like you said they yeah. were ahead of the curve yeah we're talking what two or three years ago 
but it, now it's nothing. It's that. nothing now. You better up that up to about twenty four, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I really think twenty twenty three or twenty four dollars an hour should be the minimum wage. Well, I think I saw somebody did like the um, yeah the math it, for it. it. We should be making like twenty six, twenty seven dollars an hour or something. When, like yeah, that. when you count when you count everything. Yeah, yeah if you, it depends on how you look at. It. If, and, you look, yeah. if you look, if you look at if the number is always something like if worker pay kept up with CEO pay, they'd be making like thirty or forty or fifty dollars an hour or something like that. If yeah. it just kept up with productivity it'd be almost thirty dollars an hour mm. if it just kept up with inflation it'd be in the 20s already or yeah. something like that yeah i think that was one i saw with inflation is like like 20 that's 20 something it sucks something like we're that. just in one of those periods where you know a revolution needs to happen to get things back to normal i i, I love it every time i see like a starbucks unionizes or oh something yeah like that yeah i enjoy uh, i enjoy uh, it quite in, quite well i think too. can't remember his name christopher smalls might be his name he's the one kind of unionizing some of the amazon warehouse the guy in new york yeah yeah like go Good for, for him. Man, I saw. Him. I think it was like New Jersey when they won. Man, that was like it was a party. Well, I think a lot of uh, a lot of workers saw their companies making a lot of money during the pandemic. Like you know, like some of the retail places and the food places, and they said, "Wait a minute, they're getting all this money, and here's what I'm getting." Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're wait, getting wait, wait, wait. back it, up. Back up. You're getting it screwed. Really, it really hit them. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving along. HBO Max's House of the Dragons, the Game of Thrones prequel, which is, you know, everybody thinks that it's competition for, you know, Lord of the Rings or whatever, whatever. It's a totally different show. Yeah. There's literally, like you said, there's literally too much to watch. Yeah. yeah. You almost kind of hope a show's have bad you, so you don't have to watch it. So you watched it. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I'm caught up. Uh, what, three episodes now? Yeah, I'm caught up. I've got two episodes. Man, I fucking love Game of Thrones. I'm always... Like the first night it came out, I was like so pumped. I, you know, I posted I was watching. I was like, "It's time for dragons and titties," and you right. know, it delivered dragons and titties big time. Um, but I mean, do they not do a great job at casting these people in Game of Thrones? Because I think yeah. it's the same showrunner, isn't it? No, it's not. It is they, somebody that was involved or something. So, uh, I, who are the two guys for Game of Thrones? It was like D and B or DB or whatever. I can't remember. Ben, Benioff and Wise or whatever they were the ones, who, the guys who wanted to, the guys who kind of screwed it all up so they could do, go do Star Star Wars, and then not do Star Wars. Right. So they they didn't they, they don't have anything to do with the show anymore. They were like the main guys. So I think they brought George R R Martin back in to kind of be a consultant on yeah. the show, and I thought the main showrunner was. He was involved with Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was wanting to say somebody like the people that are doing it now have always kind of been there, right, but, but they weren't like the top guy. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> it's funny, man, but they do a hell of a job of casting. I mean, the characters you can just and I mean, I don't know if it's the direction or what, but you just get so immersed with it and you get caught up in what's going on and I mean, like the one, the very first episode was it the Queen goes through a pregnancy or something like that she, well she, there was a breach with the baby a dark ages c-section that was just yeah. that bringing Jesus up the Christ. baby yeah, yeah it, i mean that's, not to spoil it but they don't make it that's that's <laughs> and i mean rough. in true game of thrones fashion i mean don't get comfortable with anybody <laughs> but and i believe the guy for game of thrones the producers is david uh, benoff and db wise yeah that's way that to that go producer okay good job trying um crack shot but anyways, uh, I mean, boy, they just deliver. There's tons of dragons. I think they said there's like what, twelve dragons? They are at that time in the story. It says they they had ten dragons. Ten under, dragons on the under under the house. But man, and the former 
star of Doctor Who, Matt Smith, yeah. is in this. Damon Targaryen. And he plays the king's brother. Brother, yeah. And he's just so pissed that he's not the heir. He's, he's the rogue prince. And he, yeah, he's going off starting wars that, you know. And, I mean, this dude, uh, Matt Smith just plays him to the T. I mean, he's phenomenal. Somebody. He's such an asshole as this dude, and you're just like. You can tell. You're like, that's a fucking prick. Like, I just want to see what he does next, you know. I've seen plenty of people commenting that he's he's basically carrying the show. Yeah. Largely. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is. Uh, and, boy, they had a time jump there, didn't they? Yeah. You know, I think that threw a lot of people off. Uh, the King's already been married twice. Because they, <laughs> yeah. if you watched, uh, you know, like at the end of the episode, they do like the coming next kind of stuff, or or just before the series started. So you could, they showed uh, uh, the princess Renaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. That's one pronounce. of the problems Renaries, I have. Yeah. To, they have these weird names. Yeah. Too. One of the problems I have with this show is everybody's name sounds like a ne- somebody else's name. And you're like, wait a minute, is that is that a place? Is that a person from Game of Thrones? Or is that a person from House of Dragon? Or is that right. this other person? So I'm, I'm still getting with some of the names. But you, you saw the, the older actor playing her. So we knew a time jump was coming at some point. You know, it's funny. We talked about people bitching about the... Uh, the I, think it, I think it's Rhaenyra Targaryen. People of color playing uh, elves in the uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep. There was a big internet spill with somebody complaining about the one guy from the uh, Corley's uh, Valerian yeah him being uh, yeah. black and it was like he's, he's another good one on the show yeah, he's great who fucking cares like man these people just need to stop bitching man well I like well I like the king too because that's I can't pronounce his last name but it's Patty uh, he's Dan. really good did you ever see, I'm, I'm speaking did, did you ever speaking see, of health that king is fucked up. He's always like, he, like took his fingers the one episode. They're yeah. cutting shit out of his back. Yeah, and they're like, and they're like, oh, maybe you should cauterize that. I'm fine. Like, somebody should tell sore. that motherfucker to stop drinking wine and get some yeah. vitamin C. Yeah. Well, off subject. Did you ever see the movie he's in called Dead Man Shoes? No. It's like 2004 or five. Never seen it. It's fucking funny. Never heard of it. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Can look it up. See if we can watch it anywhere. I know, or, or you I can just it, more easily watch him in uh, the World's End with Simon Pegg, and he was in that. Yep. That's right. He, well, he's in Hot Fuzz too. Yep, he's one, yeah. of, he's, he's one of the. He's like one of the newer, like cops. He's just a prick to uh, uh, to the guys. He's, yeah. I can't. He's I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell if I like him on the show or not because he's obviously the king is kind of weak and not a good king, right? So I can't tell if I don't like him the actor or if I don't like him the character. I and think it, it's it the kind character. of works. He he is a weak king, and well, well, he even well even Matt Smith's character. He's like you say you need me because you're a weak king. Yeah, and I'm not. And he's like he's like oh you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he gets pissed. Him with his fucking broadsword, he can't fucking lift because he's too weak. Probably. Yeah, like they had to tell him how to kill the uh, the elk and stag the, or whatever. whatever the hell that animal was. They're like, here you go, sire, and he gives it like a little weak sissy stab, and they're like. Uh, let's a little to the left. Yeah, let's stab it here. He was like a little harder this time. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't. Uh, I'm having trouble getting kind of into it. Like I, I don't think it looks that great for one. I feel like there's. I'm I'm sure the budget is higher than Game of Thrones, but I feel like it doesn't look as good. Oh but, yeah, it's not. I don't think it's as high as uh, Lord of the Rings. It's, oh, well, definitely it's, not Lord of the it, Rings. It's supposed but, to be. I think it's very more dark and gritty. Well, but it's I mean, Game of Thrones was gritty, too. but it, it looked really good, especially towards the end. Then and they it had um, money into it. Yeah, with the dragon, it had a lot of that. like the practical, uh, like locations and stuff. And I feel like there's a lot, 
of CGI in this that just doesn't quite do. Obviously, they're going to spend a lot of CGI for the dragons, mm-hmm. but just some of the other stuff kind of just the look of the show. I think that's another thing I liked with in regards to the dragons because they're just fucking walking around and they're not even scared of them because they're just so used to them. And plus, you know, with the house, of course, house of the dragons, right, right, they're just chilling. Well, I did like seeing because she's like Kakarius or whatever, and he just like breathes oh, fucking man. fire. It's like yes, you pump like fucking dragons, man. Dude, yeah. there's a scene where it just a dragon comes through and just lays waste of tons of dudes, and you're just like, oh man. It, it's <sighs> still to this day, that would be awesome to see in real life, but yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I mean, it, see to, a dragon flying over, like, well, shit. Well, just like people. Yeah. Well, it, to me, imagine I, going to get. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're fine. Can you imagine going to get in your? Uh, um, your paper in the morning and a dragon flies by and sets your neighbor's house on fire. Like, oh, shit. You had it coming, Gary. Yeah. Goddamn, Gary. Gary <laughs> don't come over here. So bad luck, Gary. That's twice this year. Yeah. <laughs> and your insurance call is going to cover your insurance this. company. I, I, I still think one of the most badass, even for Game of Thrones, when uh, you see um, Danny's dragon just light everybody the fuck up yeah oh my god and that then, was a great scene and man. then jamie was charging at it and then you hear um oh my god what was they called him the dwarf i forget his name Tyrion? Right, yeah he's like he's like you stupid motherfucker and he's yeah like, dude so good that's i have watched that number maybe 10 15 times it's just a good good episode man yeah uh, game of thrones I loved it, man. I I did like it till the end, even though it was, it was a little disappointing. Yeah, it it I mean those first what five seasons were solid, great, yeah. definitely great. But I I'm enjoying House of the Dragon, and uh, it's like Sunday is like it's Game of Thrones time. Sorry. Well, I'm still curious what they're going to do with because they're making another one with uh, Jon Snow. Snow yeah, I do like his story basically. After that's that. if that's if Discover Discovery it, doesn't cancel it, claim it on their taxes. Yeah assholes well it just makes you wonder what's going to happen with his story if they're going to bring anybody else back you know like his brother who's now the king and you know if if you're going to have you know anybody else from his family show up (laughs) right and then for dead man's shoes you can be seen on crackle uh pluto tv pluto's free yep pluto's free crackle's free Uh, but yeah i remember watching that It's, it's 2004 i remember watching it and Probably that year, I remember renting it or going to the video yeah. store and getting it. I was like, "That looks interesting." It's an old movie. It is old movie. It's but crazy it's, to it's say that. It's almost twenty years old. Yeah, it's, it's, it. yeah. It's, it's one. Oh. Of the, and I think that's the first movie I ever saw him in. God, just rip my heart out right now. Right. We yeah. graduated in what oh three? Yeah. You were oh four. Ah. Yeah. Life hits you fast, buddy. It's terrible. I just can't, it is. I'm trying to remember what other movie he was in. Um, the girl with all the gifts. He was in that one too. I don't remember that one. We watched it at Chet's at uh, Muzz's. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember. I fell asleep during it. <laughs> fucking care. That's a very ringing endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I don't remember it, and I fell asleep. Well, yeah. well, it's just like the ending of it. I was like, what the fuck is this, man? I just, I don't know. That's just annoying. Oh, man. Um, so the other part of our homework, I think I'm the only one that completed it. Yeah. Was uh, the Black Phone. It's now streaming on Peacock Network. Which you told me, and I forgot about. You see, I give this dude, and he's you got, always... You got the Peacock, too, Rob? The yeah, premium? I got the Peacock. He's like, I'm so dedicated to the show. Well, you got it. For, you, probably <laughs> got it you probably got it for WWE Network, don't you? And, I did. Well, I also got it for I, when Halloween Kills came out as well. I can't watch the things we're supposed to talk about, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so busy. <laughs> 
got a new I mean, there's a new movie coming out I want to fall asleep to <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to take a nap I gotta rewatch that Game of Thrones episode again <laughs> let me watch this shitty movie on Burn Amazon them alive. Prime Burn them alive this movie has 30% approval <laughs> rating let's watch it I did, I did end up watching one sh- fucking crazy movie I don't want to fucking hear it anymore you can't watch the shit that we need to talk about oh I was just saying smack you right now 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 I did watch one movie that you did want to watch as well What's the that? old school intruder movie yeah, yeah I think I've seen that it's though. so Have bad it's it's so bad it's good yeah there's a couple kill scenes that's pretty graphic for for it back in the time but anyways so the black phone starring Ethan Hawke and <laughs> this movie was really hyped up mm-hmm. I was excited to watch it you know, it was very um, entertained me for the evening, but it's from uh, director Scott Derrickson, who did uh, Sinister. Yeah, it's uh, kind of his first. Did the th- first uh, Doctor Strange? It's in his, uh, f- you know, reentry into the horror genre. It's not really horror, though. Uh, I saw. I don't. I don't remember if it was Hot Sauce who said it, or if I saw it somewhere else. They said it's very like borderline, almost kind of YA. Yeah, horror. like. Remember that movie with Mark Wahlberg where his neighbor's the serial killer? I don't know. The, and his daughter goes disappearing. And the Lovely Bones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like it was the Lovely Bones with a kid trapped in a basement that was, you know, like these siblings, they can they have like some, they're like what's-her-face, Lorraine from... Uh, uh, What's the Haunting movies? The the, oh, the Conjuring. Yeah, Conjuring. the Warren Lorraine Warren. Oh, okay, so I've, there's they're psychic or they can yeah, talk to the dead see, or see yeah, dead or, like the whole movie is you know Ethan Hawke plays this guy that's driving around in a black van. It's called the Grabber, isn't he? Yeah, the Grabber, and these kids start disappearing, and you get to a point in the movie where they interview this guy and. He's high on cocaine, but he knows more than the cops do. Like, the cops are terrible in this movie. And I just, even for the time that it's in in the 70s. I'll say, was it like mid to late 70s, maybe? Yeah, like 77 or 78. I can't imagine the cops being that terrible. And this kid's trapped in the basement, obviously. It's been soundproofed. Ethan Hawke knows what he's doing. He's a professional kid killer. <laughs> he's professional. Yeah. He's, he, he's a professional. He's proficient. He's the John Wayne Gacy of this movie. And he wears this stupid mask. And, you know, like he kidnaps the kids, but he waits upstairs for them to come out. Like he leaves the door unlocked to kind of test them to see if they'll come out so he can beat the shit out of them. <laughs> you know, and he beats them until they're, you know whatever i'm probably spoiling too much of the movie but i think that's kind of the general gist you can catch the vibe of the movie from the preview you know i just i felt like it was way overhyped and like it was good but it wasn't great and it wasn't really horror it was kind of something that fell in between and I don't know. Like I just had a couple problems with the end of the movie you know like this guy snatching kids up and they talk about black balloons and a black van in the movie. But at the, you know, I don't even want to say it, but there's a part in the movie where you realize, like, it's always been out in plain sight. Mm. 
and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. are the people of this town that terrible? <laughs> and are the cops that fucking awful? And I was just, I was just like, the ending just didn't really make it for me. You know, like, would you say it didn't grab you? Yes, it <laughs> did not grab me. You know, and those puns, man. He fucks those kids up too. Like he doesn't just grab them. Like he, I, like yeah. he uses the balloons to kind of like bait them into the van, and then like when they're like, "Oh, black balloons!" Like what kid has ever been, like even back in the seventies, what kid's been like amazed by black fifteen balloon. black balloons? Like, get away from me, creep! You yeah. know, like now, oh, now, balloons, now, that's cool. Now if that shit was colorful and all that, then but you know. like they go to look at the balloons inside the van. And he grabs them and shoots like bug spray down their throat that makes them pass out. And, you know, they obviously they're all fucked up and they wake up in this basement and they're, you know, but and there wasn't a lot of I get what they were going for. They were going for less is more. And there just wasn't a lot of character build up to Ethan Hawke's character, even though we got the, the issue. But why is he kidnapping these kids? You know, like. So there's no really no depth to his. There's character no back. depth at all. Like it's just this dude in a mask that occasionally brings this kid a, a sprite and a food. You know. I mean, even and people can make the argument about Michael Myers, but even so, there's a more in depth with Michael Myers. We know what well. happened to Michael Myers yeah. off the first ten minutes of the exactly. first movie. Yeah. We don't know what this dude's issue is, or you know what I mean. But like you, you literally like it starts with a baseball game, and then it starts with a kid getting kidnapped a couple days later or something, and then it just time jumps a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, watch so, it. You know, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just okay, but it's not. It's as just okay. Hype. Like I gave it three out of five stars on Letterboxd. But I saw where some people were giving it four and a half, almost five, you know, five stars. I'm like, really? You just don't understand the genre. I feel like I've watched this. You don't understand cinema. Like, I feel like (laughs) I watched this movie before in some fashion, you know. Well, then you just, like you said, them lovely bones. You feel like it's something like that. It kind of gave me a vibe like that, you know, where, you know, you know, obviously the phone rings and the kids talking to the former kids down there. You know that from the trailer. And... I don't know, man. It was just, you know, like I was interested in it. But then, like, once I got done watching it, I started thinking about it. I was like, man, they were just, like, it's just some issues. Yeah, you know, like, and it's just, it's funny because it's not a bad movie, but there's just certain things you think about after you watch it. Like, really? What happens with a lot of movies, too? Because cops are that fucking stupid. You know, like, how many kids have disappeared in the same area? The same area. (laughs) <laughs> like they no one thinks to put a patrol out you know to catch this guy do they even set a curfew uh, no dude it's like nothing's going on in the town oh. you just like the kids are in their living room and the dad gets a call like uh-huh uh-huh hey uh billy did you know blah 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 blah? yeah he's a friend from school he he's just <laughs> he just hangs the phone up and he's like damn another one he didn't even say that like there's no connection like the kids just kind of like assume the worst you know but i'm curious i guess because it's based on a short story from uh owen hill stephen king's son yeah so do you feel like it's just like a short story that they kind of yeah stretched out yep yep and they just yeah. you just said it. it best yeah i mean it, it felt like it, i feel like it would have worked better as a show yeah it's and like an episode of a, caught, a show or something you know and had some more character build up you know because i mean you just kind of like you learn who everybody is 
with by the kid like oh is this such and such blah 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 like when he's talking to him and like when these kids are communicating with him they don't remember who they are except for one kid one kid does <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense you know like why do the other kids remember but this or the other kids don't remember but this kid does like it, it like I, maybe i'm missing something but yeah like there were certain things like that now that i'm thinking about it I, like i'm like come on man come on like, well, it's like you, you have to let that sink in. Like, and you and know, you and 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 I fully get what they were doing. They they went with the less is more, you know, strategy. And it worked, you know, for most people that don't think about stuff like we think when we watch movies, it's probably a phenomenal movie. But for me, it was just okay. Right. You know, slightly better than your average movie. Mm-hmm. So, but that's all I have to say about the black phone. Are you, you know, hopefully, I don't ruin your guys's. No, uh, that's still that's still on my list to check out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for if you're free one night, you got nothing to watch, put it on and have a good time. But um, you know, I just had no K time watching it. You know, and it happens. It's torturing me thinking about it now. Like all the things that I'm. I need you to answer my fucking question. Like I really like want to sit down with the people that made it. Like, what were you thinking? With this scene at the end there's times that you would like to do that too like, yeah like what what was you thinking did when you, you guys did this just not have that? time to do certain things or or did you say well fuck it we just ran out you of just time. didn't think about it you know i mean listen i'm i don't think i'm being as bad as the guy complaining about the sword and lord of the rings that dude can get fucked <laughs> i saw that and i was like man that's kind of fucking cool well i was right, like that like it looks good yeah like, like well, and what makes you think like they don't have some like awesome steel that makes it them able to do that that doesn't bend well just like you have to think you know game of thrones they have valerian steel you know what i mean so why wouldn't elves Vibranium have some and yeah. x-men like yeah. do you think people well, could ramp off wolverine's claws that would be awesome if he yeah. like put his claws on the ground so i'm pretty sure they stepped on their, their it cut their foot right off. <laughs> yeah well like, you little, know maybe the maybe not maybe not on the top there Use the use the ends, top ends. Yeah, uh, like the claws will go into you, obviously, but yeah. not the top part. I don't know, but that would be I funny. wouldn't chance that shit. Unless that'd be I funny have, if somebody generation. That'd be funny if you saw somebody ramping up pull ring. They went to do it, and it, their foot just went right through them. Whoops! Oh, whoops! <laughs> whoops, Bob! Yeah, oh, <laughs> I guess we shouldn't have tried that one, Bob. You know, they try to do that like the flying, like Bruce Lee kick, or whatever. And yeah, just. Chops him right up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's well, like, oh, I used to have a leg there. Well, what was thought was interesting with that before we go, but it's um, I, like I said, I I never see them use any kind of like broadswords because that's like straight, almost like a mm-hmm. elf broadsword. And even in the Lord of the Rings movies, there's they're kind of like more curved bladed, but this is like straight up like barbarian. Well, there's there's literally a scene in Lord of the Rings where uh, Legolas is walking on top of snow. Yeah, so it's not like. And he slides down on like, the fucking shield. Like from a you know, orc. I I I, I'll, I I don't mind picking out little plot holes or weird things like that. But like this, this is this is fantasy here. It's literally the fantasy genre. It, it, We're talking about elves and yeah. shit and magic, bro. Yeah. Grow yeah, up, like, like grow up, really. Like, like you're gonna watch speed and be like that bus would never make that jump. Like yeah, no shit, <laughs> no speed. Shit. Okay, you know why? It's fucking cinema. But okay, you know what? It's entertaining, folks. Yeah. It's no. like it's like watching you know Fast and the Furious movies. And I mean, we all do it, but man, they are entertaining, and I laugh my ass off, even though the last one was a little over the top. I mean, look. I mean, not a little, way over the top. <laughs> we live in a very stressful time, so you know what? Let's just break away and enjoy some fun right. fucking films. You maybe know, maybe I'm being too harsh on the black phone, and I need to just chill out. No. 
Okay. That's fair criticism. It is. Know? We know what we're getting with Fast and Furious. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. there's a big it's difference. It's supposed to be over the top. Yeah. And then for the Lord of the Rings, isn't this like 2,000 years before? Something, something like, like that. that. It's like two or three. Yeah, it's the second age. Yeah, I think the Game of Thrones is like 172 years before Daenerys. Yeah. Or something like that. So Yeah. A lot of prequel action. Yeah, prequel. But that's all we have for the show tonight. Um, I'd like to thank Brandon Talley for coming out. Awesome guest. Big thing. Gave a really good uh, speech with mm-hmm. his uh, speech that he gave at that uh, kidney awareness dinner. I mean, a little sad. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? I mean, shit happens, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got a great attitude, and he's he is fighting, man. That is a warrior right there. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be doing half that. I'd, <laughs> I'd be inside pouting. I'd be doing some blowing just saying, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, you know, I mean, obviously – we don't know what we do until faced with that, yeah. you know, situation. Yeah. But you know, it's funny, man. It, like we were talking about before the show, the kidney disease is a real problem, man. Um, and a lot of people don't know they have it. So, uh, you know, go to the doctor, man, because you know if you catch it early enough, you're better off. You know, if anything, you know, with heart, diabetes, kidney issues. The earlier you catch it in cancer, obviously, the better odds you have. I feel like, because um, he mentioned his diabetes when he was younger, I, I feel like a lot of people are more uh, easily recognize that. Yeah. How it's not it's not just diabetes. It's this and that as a result. And like he said, a lot of people are ashamed and, and scared. And we got to get rid of that stigma, you know, where if you've got sugar, then, you know, you're, you're below something or whatever you ever want to say. But uh, I mean, like we said, you know, especially for guys, we're taught not to go to the doctor. I mean, go to the doctor every year, get your blood work done, get your blood pressure checked every six months. You're having issues. Talk to the doctor like you're talking to your friend. It's that easy. And uh, I promise you, I promise you, you will feel better after you get your results. And there won't, you know, you don't have anything hanging over your head. Make sure your doctor explains your results to you yeah. yes so that when yes. your friends ask you i mean like i'll look at my doctor like hey how you feeling i'm like ah, i'm not feeling too good <laughs> like, or, yeah. or whatever the case may be it's just that's what they're there for is yeah your, is it is it in your medical record that you're a piece of shit like the nurse I'm, I'm the nurse king, reads it to I'm the doctor like piece of shit all right doctor we have we have robert it, glenn here he's a piece of shit it's funny you, you know you uh <laughs> sometimes there's times i really wish you were a doctor so you would be my doctor because i would just it would be a delight going and seeing you every day he would say like what is this what's piece this of shit, shit doing what's what, what the fuck's wrong with you now <laughs> it's funny because I don't know. you know you always see the nurse before your doctor right. and they're like is there any issues you need me to you know what's been going on you know i feel like shit and then your doctor comes in so i hear you're feeling like shit <laughs> What you tell me about that? What's going on? <laughs> you know, and then they kind of sit down. They talk to you like you, you know, you're one on one with your friend. But I think a lot of people are just scared and they don't want to know what's wrong with them. And you know, it you have that feeling, you know, when you haven't been there for a while or whatever. But I promise you, man, it's better off going to the doctor and you know, getting your blood work done and just having that monkey off your back for a year. Or they haven't been doctors in years. Those doctors retire. They don't now look for another doctor. Right, I mean, right. there's a lot of circumstances too that people don't want to think of. Yeah, but I mean, insurance. You, you know, can. Everything. Here's the thing too. You can be going to the doctor, and things can kind of fall under the the radar, fall under your that blood too. work, and mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know you could have another issue going on and uh so i mean it's it's still important to go to the doctor you know i mean things happen but um yeah once again he was a brandon was really solid man it was nice reminiscing with him about our our days at schiller and i really hope things work out for him i hope i hope he finds a donor and some yeah. you know i think you know li- listening to him talk it sounds like a bunch of people have already but it's about finding that match you know yeah. it's not just anybody can give it you know yeah. you got to find the right blood type and all that and i'll write that on our info um at the end of the the show or whatever in the yeah. show info but um that's all we have you know so hopefully you guys enjoy the show and hopefully uh you got some knowledge on kidney disease and uh hopefully it inspires somebody to take care of themselves you know but um as always keep it sleazy thanks for listening to the sleazy podcast make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember listen to sleazy